Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino online. I was only playing for fun, so winning was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's favorite free online social casino. You too could have the chance to win life-changing cash prizes. Absolutely anybody could be like Mary. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumboCasino.com and play for free now. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice of the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of the winner. The Exxon Radio Show with Rob McConnell is largely an opinion talk show. All opinions, comments, or statements of fact expressed by Rob McConnell's guests are strictly their own and are not to be construed as those of the Exxon Radio Show or endorsed in any manner by Rob McConnell, Relmar McConnell Media Company, the Exxon Broadcast Network, its affiliated networks, stations, employees, or advertisers. All-Hit Radio. Welcome to the X-Zone, a place where fact is fiction and fiction is reality. Now, here's your host, Rob McConnell. And welcome back, everyone. This is the X-Zone. My name is Rob McConnell. Our worldwide toll-free number is 1-800-610-7035. Email exone at com. On MSN Messenger, TV at hotmail.com. Our website, com. My next guest is Mike M. Joseph. He was born in 1944 to a Jewish Orthodox family in British Aden, Yemen. In 1949, his family migrated to Israel. In late 1965, he moved to New York City, when a few years later, he began working with a community practicing both Old and New Testament's teachings of the Bible. Now, from 1970 to 1975, he served on the faculty of a religious college in Pasadena, California, teaching modern and biblical Hebrew while pursuing his B.A. in liberal arts. In 1975, Mike began his new career as a Bible lecturer. Mike Joseph has published dozens of articles and books on human relationships and Middle East issues. He presently lectures and also teaches Bible law from the Old and New Testaments on the Internet. And here's two websites, www.mikemjoseph.com and teachingthelaw.org. And today we're going to be talking about Mike's new book that's coming out next year, Seven Laws of Successful Correction and Rehabilitation, A Case Against Prison. Joining me now is Mike Joseph. And Mike, great having you back with us. Great pleasure being with you, Rob, again. Um, your new book, Seven uh, Laws of Successful Correction and Rehabilitation, A Case to, case Against Prison. This is, a, this is a little different from the topics that you and I usually talk about. It is different, but human beings you know, have different uh, interests, and uh, it's just one of them. Um, where did you get the inspiration to write this book? I did it because of the biblical information that basically seeks to take a person that is, let's say, you know, in a not the best shape mm-hmm. in behavior, and the purpose of it is not to just keep it that way, you know, that kind of behavior, but alter it, turn it around, so the so-called, you know, the criminal will become a good person. And so that's really basically what the the teachings of uh, you know the biblical uh, instructions are all about. 
Here's we a recognize quick... it's where we start, mm-hmm. and it aims to lead us in the direction that we shall all be for the benefit of all. Here's a question before we go to commercial break in about two minutes, uh, Mike. Why are today's systems of correction and rehabilitation not successful? It seems like they have a, a revolving door. For two main reasons, among many others, uh, this system, by the manner in which it was uh, put together, mm-hmm. is more interested in correction, not the rehab. In other words, we want a pound of flesh. You've done something wrong against us, we're going to get you. And then the other one is that it does not deal fully with the nature of the problem, which is human nature. How to turn it around so a criminal will be a good man or a good woman. Mm. And in essence, the justice system becomes a contributor to the crime rate, not the opposite. And so obviously it's not going to work as long as the function by the wrong methods, Mm -hmm. the wrong premises. There was a TV special on a couple of weeks ago. I was watching it, and the it was about a U.S. Uh, U.S. correctional facility, and it was so overpacked, Mike. They had massive tents in the in the yard, and the inmates were actually sleeping on bunks under the tents in the yard because the cells inside were just overflowing. Well, that's a part of the problem. Yeah. It is not functioning properly. And the people that put it together and those who support it and the legislative uh, you know, branch of the government and the judicial system and the police and all that, they're not really equipped properly to handle it. I mean, you go to a hospital, they solve the problem. You go in sick, you come out, you know, well, assuming that the hospital yeah. does the job properly. Same thing with the body shop. You take your car in, it comes out okay. Well, it should have functioned that way, but they don't follow the same principle. All right, we're going to be talking more about the seven laws of successful correction and rehabilitation, a case against prison by our special guest this hour, my good friend Mike M. Joseph. www.mikemjoseph.com is his website, and we'll be back on the other side of this commercial break as we continue from our studios in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada. My name's Rob McConnell. Don't go away. Take a step back in time and discover old Florida cuisine at Marsh Landing Restaurant in Felsmere. Enjoy delicacies such as frog legs, gator tail, catfish, and swamp cabbage, or enjoy the more traditional cuisine like hand-cut Angus steaks, ribs, and seafood. Join us for breakfast with a southern flair featuring sweet potato pancakes, biscuits and gravy, and much more. Planning a party? Marsh Landing's private dining room can accommodate groups from 8 to 80 people. While you're visiting, enjoy the historic pictures, artifacts, and stories that line the walls. Marsh Landing is truly a unique experience. Marsh Landing Restaurant, 44 North Broadway in historic Felsmere. Or visit marshlandingrestaurant.com. Marsh Landing, old Florida cuisine at its best. Did you know that when you're on the road with limited data or Wi-Fi, you can still listen to the X-Zone Radio Show with Rob McConnell, The Science of Magic with Gwilda Wiaka, X-1, Dimension X, Space Patrol, and every minute of the X-Zone Broadcast Network by calling 213-401-0080, courtesy of Audio Now. No smartphone, app, or internet needed. It saves your data plan, and it's free if you have unlimited minutes. Call 
401-0080 to listen on any phone, anytime, anywhere. Remember 213-401-0080 for the best of the paranormal, parapsychology, and sci-fi radio programming anywhere, 24-7-365. We all desire health, happiness, and fulfillment, but often get in our own way. Repeated patterns that leave us out of control can keep us feeling powerless, frustrated, and unable to move forward in spite of our best efforts. Unconscious patterning disconnects us from our gifts, often destroying the very thing we seek. But there is an answer. We can take charge of our destiny and heal the trauma of our history. Shamanism is an effective ancient modality that can reconnect us with our true selves, empower the creation of our dreams, and return us to health and balance. Cody Alexander is a certified shamanic practitioner and teacher with 11 years experience. Email healingpathways33 at gmail.com or visit codyalexander.net to schedule a long-distance shamanic session today. Mike Joseph is our guest, talking about his new book that's coming out uh, next year. It's entitled The Seven Laws of Successful Correction and Rehabilitation. A Case Against Prison. Mike's website is www.mikemjoseph.com. Mike, as a biblical scholar, what is the biblical perspective on the issue of correction and rehabilitation? The perspective is very simple. You, you Basically, you see something that goes wrong, mm-hmm. and all you desire is to fix it. This is not the time for vindictiveness, vengefulness, hatred, malice, and all that, because it doesn't produce a result. So basically, you start a process based on where whatever the person is, and with the aim in mind of finishing it in a successful manner. So you have to administer the correction, the proper correction, and as the founders of the Constitution in the United States says, you know, that the punishment should not exceed, you know, the, the crime right. in its intensity. And your aim at the end of the road is total rehabilitation of the person. Because, to be frank about it, all of us are criminals to one degree or the other. Mm-hmm. Small ones, big ones, and a bit in deeds, or be it in thoughts or, in a, or uh, feelings and emotions. And in order to turn things around, where we're all positive, or is nothing negative in us that is destructive, either to ourselves or others, we have to have a, a process that we go through from beginning until the end, and the aim in mind is always a successful correction rehabilitation. We take an example of, let's say, a patient that has a very, you know, uh, terrible disease uh, for whatever reason. Okay. Uh, some people, because, you know, they eat a lot of junk food. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So there are consequences to that. Uh, some because, you know, things around them, you know, they cannot help it, or some babies are born with that because, you know, the parents or or environment, or the food, whatever. I mean, all kind of reasons. But, you know, those are the reasons why it happened. Now, what are you going to do about it? Let's say a person like that ends up on the, on the table of the surgeon. Now, does the surgeon begin with animosity toward the patient, or vindictiveness, or I want a pound of flesh? Mm-hmm. Does he begin with, uh, what's the matter with you? you know, what's wrong with you? Why are you behaving like that? No, he doesn't. You know, his main purpose is, okay, there is a problem here. We're going to fix it and bring it to complete resolution. So he does not start the operation and then says, okay, now it's your problem. 
You see, now he puts him back together. And he doesn't finish at that point. He continues the process, be it personally or, you know, with nurses and the help of all kind of things like that, until he sees a complete resolution and healing. Now, had the justice system functioned with that premise, with that concept, with this, you know, uh, method, uh, with this attitude in mind, there would be very few little, uh, criminals on the face of the earth. But instead of that, they're producing even more of them. Tell me, Mike, is there any judicial system or justice system that you're aware of that is using the method that you just talked to us about? Yes, my perfect understanding is of the perfect system, uh, at least from uh, from what I can understand and believe. You know, others may not believe that. But the biblical system that was given to a nation that came out of slavery without being abused basically told them, look, you remember how it used to be. You remember how it felt. Don't do that. Don't do that to others. Don't do that to yourself, because otherwise you'll end up where you were in total slavery, if not of the body, but of your spirit. You'll have a criminal society. You'll have people unhappy and upset. We'll be it in marriage, because the factory, the parents didn't do the job properly, and so now within the marriage and the family, there are all kind of problems, and everybody's paying the penalty. So laws were given to make sure that a society functions in an ideal way, in a utopian society, in a manner where people love one another, care for one another, hmm. are sincere about their desires, and wanting you know, to have all the best for the other person and self also. And so that system basically told them, okay, what happened when something is done wrong? How do you deal with it? You don't fly the handle. You don't take a gun and just shoot someone. You say, but if you did, how are we going to deal with it? Because we're not interested in perpetuating, you know, the the story, uh, the reality that was so that people uh, are, uh, have known about it that is called the Hatfields mm-hmm. and the McCoys. Yes. Yeah. Vendetta, vengeance. Where do you end up? Well, that's not the purpose of it in this system. The purpose of it is, okay, let's, we've done wrong, mm-hmm. let's acknowledge it, be accountable, take responsibility, repay what you need to repay, even if that's in, in that system, they're basically a person that says, well, I cannot repay, I don't have that much money. And they said, no, no problem. You're going to be working for it. And that was a form of slavery. Slavery basically meant work. You go to work, you repay your date you know, the, the, the debt that uh, you have incurred. Mm-hmm. And the laws that say, for example, if somebody, you know, just uh, threw a rock on someone or, uh, you know, injured someone, the system basically says, look, you've done that, acknowledge that, do something about it, make sure that that person is completely whole. And when that is done, then you've paid your debt to society. Not in the concept of the justice system that we have. People really don't pay their debt to society. They get free room and board. Hmm. And the problem is, not only they get free room and board, but non-criminals oftentimes are placed with those who have contagious disease, that is, criminal diseases. And they become hardcore criminals. And what do they do when they come out of prison? They go back, and they, so to speak, they take a big pound of flesh of the society. So what did we accomplish by that? We just produced demons instead of angels. And the purpose of the system was to produce angels out of demons. And unless it is followed properly, it would not happen. 
So why isn't this system being implemented around the world? <clears throat> well, there is a statement in the Bible that says, my people are distorted for lack of knowledge. In other words, if you don't know how to do things properly, mm-hmm. uh, I'm not going to fix a, a car because I don't know how to fix it. So I go to somebody who does know how to fix it, because otherwise I'm going to mess up everything. Well, this system tells you basically how to do it. Well, if people are not willing to look to that information and do it properly, just like every manufacturer, he gives you an item and he says, look, you know, I've got, here it is, a sheet of instructions, follow it. Everything's going to work out all right. But what happens if we say, no, no, I don't need that, I'm going to do it on my own, don't tell me what to do. Well, they have nothing but chaos and problems. And the system, unfortunately, is not... The people who produce it are not educated enough in the proper information, are not educated with information, are not educated with the proper feelings and attitudes to do it right. And so we have nothing but problems all around, and it's very expensive, and we're all paying for it, and we'll continue to pay as long as they continue that form of a system. So would this system work on adolescents, teenagers, and adults? This system would work on anything for the simple reason that it is being used all the time in so many ways. Oh, my In every company, in every family, in every business, when there are problems, it being those who can take care of the problem, be it counselors or you've got a car problem, you take it to the mechanic, he knows mm-hmm. what to do, that means he's got the knowledge. And he goes through the problem from beginning until the end, and you come back at the end, you pay your bill, and you get your car all fixed. And if we do it in the family, it's the same thing. If we do it in the business community, we all heard about all those people that, you know, for whatever reason, they got upset uh, at work, things were done right, whatever it may be, sometimes they got fired, they come back with a shotgun, they kill the fellow workers. Mm-hmm. Well, that's the reason for it, because it was not done right. They didn't follow the laws. There are laws there, there are literal laws at work. And if we do not follow them, we pay the penalty. And if you do not follow the instructions of the maker of the car or the machine or whatever it may be, or in the medical profession, if they do not follow the information that they have learned in school, things would not go right. They'll go even worse and worse. As it is, people go to the hospital or the doctors and they get medications and they have all the side effects and things don't work. They get even worse because they're not doing it properly to begin with, you know, even the physicians Mm -hmm. in the hospital. It seems that people are looking for the quick fix instead of taking the time to actually do it the right way. That's basically what it is. And uh, the system that is given in the Bible is a methodic. It follows a process that begins from beginning until the end. And when it is followed step by step, everything works out well. But, you know, the teenage mentality is many people don't tell me what to do. I'm going to find it. (laughs) I'm going to do it my own way, so to speak. Okay, you want to try another hard way? You'll have to pay the penalty for it. But why not do it the easy way to begin with? Do it right. And then it works. So where did we go wrong? Where did society go wrong? Rejection of knowledge, basically. I mean, a person doesn't have to be religious Mm -hmm. to follow the right principles. You see, a person doesn't even to believe in God to follow the right principles. He doesn't have to believe in the Bible, doesn't even have to read the Bible for that sense. As long as he gets the same information from other sources to follow the pattern that would lead a sick situation into a healed situation. And this is where we, where we fell you know, by the wayside. We, we chose our own ways that don't work, and we're reinventing the wheel all the time. And we do not 
remain with that which works, that has been proven to work, and it did work. And people used it, and it worked. And things were well. And then we slipped But, you back. know, people never learn from history. You know, that's a lesson of history. People Isn't don't learn from history of problems, of uh, actions, of government, of, you know, whatever. That's human nature. That's what I'm saying to begin with. The justice system does not deal with the real problem, which is human nature. Human nature produces all these wrongs that need to be fixed and healed and turned around so the destructive person will become a constructive person. The evil person will become a good person. The sick person will become a whole person. And then everybody benefits. Mike, stand by. You and I have to take our uh, news break at the bottom of the hour. Exxon Nation. Mike Joseph is our special guest. I can hardly wait till this book gets out. Seven Laws of Successful Correction and Rehabilitation. A Case Against Prison. We'll be back on the other side of this commercial break. Find out more about Mike at his website, www.mikemjoseph.com. That's www.mikemjoseph.com. My name is Robin Connell. This is The Exxon. Mike and I will be back on the other side of this news break. Don't go away. This is the Exxon Broadcast Network, broadcasting worldwide on broadcast affiliates and satellite program providers, including CNN Broadcast Network, Sirius Satellite Network, Star Media, Good News Radio Network, Angel Broadcast Network, Wiki Broadcast Network, and WPBN-TV. For more information on the X-Zone Broadcast Network, visit us at www.xzbn.net. Did you know that when you're on the road with limited data or Wi-Fi, you can still listen to the X-Zone Radio Show with Rob McConnell, The Science of Magic with Gwilda Wiaka, X-1, Dimension X, Space Patrol, and every minute of the Exxon Broadcast Network by calling 213-401-0080, courtesy of Audio Now. No smartphone, app, or internet needed. It saves your data plan, and it's free if you have unlimited minutes. Call 213-401-0080 to listen on any phone, anytime, anywhere. Remember, 213-401-0080 for the best of the paranormal, parapsychology, and sci-fi radio programming anywhere, 24-7-365. There's a legend shared by many indigenous cultures of a time when the nations were cast to the four corners of the world. Each nation was given a body of sacred knowledge that held a different portion of the truth to preserve. True reality could not be known until all the nations reunited, combining the information. If a single one was missing, the world could not be reborn and darkness would prevail. The Science of Magic Radio is dedicated to reuniting the sacred knowledge. With the understanding, none of us has all the answers, but together we can open new perceptions and possibilities. Through our combined vision, the world can be reborn into a place where darkness no longer prevails. Join me, Gwilda Wiecka, and the Science of Magic daily on the Exxon Broadcast Network, xzbn.net, or visit us at thescienceofmagic.net.
Mike Joseph is our special guest of this hour explanation, www.mikemjoseph.com. We're talking about a new book that Mike has coming out next year. It's entitled Seven Laws of Successful Correction and Rehabilitation, A Case Against Prison. Mike, what are the uh, seven laws or principles that guarantee a successful correction and rehabilitation? These are laws that are applicable in every given situation, uh, not necessarily only crime, mm-hmm. but even, you know, let's say uh, company problems, you know, how come, you know, when they're doing well. And so it works in a family, in a marriage, and everything else. And when we enter into this phase of going methodically through this process of these seven laws, our aim at the end is total healing or total fixing of the problem, you see? Mm-hmm. And so we begin the first thing with spotting the offense. In other words, don't deny it. You know, lots of people, they do something wrong, and the first thing they do is they deny it. You know, they run for cover. They do not admit their guilt. Well, if they don't, they cannot fix the problem. If I've got a problem with my car and I'm not willing to admit, you know, that there is a problem there, how is the mechanic going to fix it? Plus, it's just well, going to get worse. Yeah, it'll get worse. Mm. And then yeah, there are people, because of human nature, that's what I'm saying, the whole problem is human nature. Human nature is, is uh, sort of drunk. It doesn't think straight. It is confused. It's not a healthy human nature. Because if it is, it would, you know, in other words, it would be common sense and you'll just do the right things and avoid a lot of problems. But people do not want to spot the offense. Politicians make all kind of boo-boos, and the first thing they do is they deny it. Why deny it? Why not just acknowledge it and then proceed from there? And so in these laws, this is the first law. The offense must be spotted for what it is, not, not the preconceived or in a perceived or whatever, the real one. Find out what the problem is. Forget about the ego. Leave it aside. It's not going to do you any good because that's your enemy in this case. Spot the offense. What do you do after you spot the offense? You know, you just said, well, you know, hey, you've got a problem. So what? What are you going to do about it? So you have not to pass judgment. The judgment is you've got a problem. You've got a flat tire. You've got an engine that doesn't work. You've got a spiritual engine in your brain or thoughts and attitudes and all of that don't work that produce bad things. You keep offending your wife, your children, your neighbors and all that. That's wrong. So you're, te- you're passing the judgment. What you are doing is wrong. And that's a part of spotting the offense. And what do you do next? You have to execute the sentence. In terms of the justice system, they go through these three. They spot the offense, you know, they find a criminal, they've got this whole process of the judge and the jury and mm-hmm. the lawyers and all that. They spot the offense, they pass the judgment, and then they execute the sentence. You know, you go to prison. Prison doesn't solve the problem because human beings have their prison in their own brain, their own mind. They're imprisoned. They need to be set free by spotting the offense, passing the judgment on a personal basis, and then executing the sentence. You see, by you stop doing it this way, but you throw somebody into prison when you've said, okay, you got cancer, I'm going to throw you into jail. That doesn't make sense, you see, because what did you accomplish by that? And yet the system functions like that, and therefore it's a failure, because they're concerned only with the first three, not Hmm. the other four that will come later on, which are the healing process. What do you do with the problem? And so the fourth law is basically forgive. Forgive, when do you forgive? After the sentence has been passed, 
and the person is willing to pay for what he had done. He had taken accountability. He's responsible for what he had done. He's sorry about what he had done, but not only sorry, he's willing to make an amend. When all that are done, then what do you do next? Do you hold it against that person? You know, the attitude that uh, society has, well, you are a convict. We're going to hold it against you for the rest of your life. And the person cannot get a job, what is he going to do? He's going to steal. What else can he do? He's going to do wrong things. In other words, we perpetuate the problem instead of eliminating the problem and letting the person continue with his life with dignity and respect and honor. He paid his dues, so to speak. We would want that for ourselves. Why can't we give it to others? Because we do not seek a successful rehabilitation. We just seek the correction. And beyond that, who cares about you? You see, that's the mentality. I'm going to put you in jail. I'm going to take the, you know, the, the key and I'm going to throw it into the water, into the ocean. What did we accomplish by that? We're just producing more hardened criminals that will come back like a boomerang and take a lot of flesh out of us. So we are punishing ourselves by this behavior. We become the offenders also, the partakers of that, and we perpetuate a process of destruction like the Hatful and the McCoyd. Why not deal with the matter, sit down, and then like the Indians used to have, you know, smoking the peace pipe, Solve the problem and just go on with your life, you know, keep moving. Get it out of your chest. Forgive, and forgiveness is what the process. It's not a spiritual, it's not a religious concept only. It's a human concept. You have to forgive, because if you don't, you're hurting yourself. So I guess guess what we can say at this point is that the, uh, the spiritual prison is greater than the physical prison. Far greater, far greater and much more much more uh, hurtful to every single one of us. Is our so current... I don't forgive, I suffer. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm, I'm basically placing myself in, in prison and throwing the key into the ocean, and I continue to pay the penalty. And so that's the fourth law. Is, is this part of us being a disposable society? It's a part of it, and in essence, it's a part of people, you know, instead of being taught from a very young age to be lovers, mm-hmm. they're taught to be haters. And so a person that hates somebody else is not going to forgive him. But a person that realizes, look, you know, we're all subject to the same weaknesses. You know, I do it, you do it, and all that, you know, I forgive you, you forgive me, you know, then we go on. And so... That's what I said from the beginning. It's a problem of human nature, and human nature has to be healed. It is not whole. It needs a physician. That's what the biblical concept is, that basically sin is a sickness, and it needs a physician to heal the sickness. And the physician is not there to condemn you and destroy you and continue the process, but he's there to heal you because you're far more valuable as a person who paid his penalty, acknowledged it, and now he's forgiven and goes on with his life, and if you just pass a sentence, and who cares about you? What did you gain by that? No father wants to treat his children like that, no, no mother, but not. they you know they love their kids. But what happens when they don't love? That's what the problem is. That's human nature. And so that's the fourth law, the forgive. And after that, what do you do when you forgive? Are you going to meet that person every time and say, well, I remember what you did to me. Well, if you do... You're bringing back the whole thing into your mind and heart, and you get angry all over again. And that's what the fifth law is, forget. Erase it. Delete it from the hard, you know, from the hard drive. 
So it doesn't exist as if you've never done it. And that's exactly what God tells those who read his words and instructions. That when I forgive you, I totally forget, I blot it out. And it's not on my memory, it's not on my hard drive anymore. So I don't look at you every time you come to me and say, well, I remember what you did. Because that perpetuates the process and then the person doesn't heal properly. Because he knows I can go back to a congregation where I've done something wrong and everybody's going to look at me, you know, even though, you know, they pretend like they don't, because they have never been willing to forget. And that goes really against the person who doesn't forget more than the person who's not being, you know, forgiven. And so that's the fifth law. And it's a law that works. You know, this is not just, as I said, religious information. Mm -hmm. It works. And then what happens when you forget? Well, the person went through a terrible trauma of his own making, yes. But how is going to be totally whole unless you continue to assure that person, okay, don't worry about it. It's all gone. Nobody remembers that. Well, they're going to hold it against you. And that's why the sixth law is comfort. Assure the person. Everything is okay. It's all gone. The process of healing is reaching the, the end of the process with its total wholeness as if it has never happened. And it's important, and then it ends up with the final one, because some people, you know, take it harder than others. You have to reconfirm. Some people need reconfirmation. They just need that. Everything is okay. A parent that has to spank his child, he doesn't like to do it, he has to reconfirm his love. So the child is totally assured, my dad loves me, my mom loves me. And if they do not go through this process, they grow up as adults and have a lot of problems, and they impose those problems on their mates, on their children, on their you know, peers, mm -hmm. and all that, and the problem goes on and on and on. And that's why the seven laws, when they are basically used and utilized and are in motion, total healing comes, and you get to the point, just like after the dead of winter, where everything you know, is just gone and dead, Springtime comes, and you would never know there was a dead winter. So nature also confirms this process. There has to be a total renewal and total healing from A to Z, and we cannot stay, we cannot forget one step here. All of them must be there. When that is done, you don't end up with a society of criminals from head to toe, but a society that is totally whole, which is not you know, the members of the society are not going to turn around and make other people sick, mm -hmm. you see. And when that is done in marriage, let's say there was an adultery, when that is done in the business community, you know, somebody, you know, goofed up and a lot of problems, you know, happened and the company's losing money. If you don't go through this entirety of process, instead of gaining a good employee that will, devote, will be devoted to you forever, or gain, you know, gaining uh, grudging, you know, uh, employers that hold grudges, right. and if they're extreme in their behavior, they'll kill you, and they do it. <clears throat> so it is a human problem that can be avoided if we go through that. And if we don't, we pay the penalty, we pay the piper. But how do we turn things around? Because, you know, society has been doing the same thing over and over and over again. How do we implement these seven laws in such a way that they will be followed. Very easily. You see, there is a song that says, 
let there be let, let there be peaceful error mm-hmm. and let it begin with me. Lead by example. That's right. If you do it, somebody else sees that it works. He wants to do the same. She wants to do the same. If a father and a mother do it, the kids want to be just like you know. You know, uh, we say this uh, this uh, cliche: monkey see, monkey do. Mm-hmm. Uh, we do it by nature, you know. Just sort of absorb it, you know, by osmosis from the air. So we don't need by healing the entirety of the creation. We need to heal one tree, one plant at a time, and that's all we can do. So it's not really that big of a job when you think about it this way: one step at a time. Everybody does it gradually as they see the end results. They all want the same. And who does not want to be happy? Who does not want to be loved? Who does not want to, to have affection and tenderness and kindness? Who does not like to be in a society that is full of it? Everybody wants to do, you know, by nature, unless, you know, the person is uh, <laughs> psycho, you know, it's just right. totally insane. But normal human beings, they have these desires. They make mistakes, and they know they realize, you know, they made a mistake, you know, and you go through this first process that is not, you know, it's the hard part, yes, it's painful. But when they know that after the first part of the first three laws, the other four laws will come into place, will kick in, he's willing, she's willing to take that penalty phase, knowing that you will still be there to love them. Uh, I compare it to this uh, concept. We have two hands. Mm-hmm. With one hand, then we have to spank, but the other hand has to be stretched, and it brings that person back into your bosom. When a child knows that, that one hand will spanking, the other one will bring him into the bosom of the father and the mother. They're willing to take it, and the process of healing takes place. And then he repeats the process with his own kids. And if he's a CEO, he'll do it with his own employees, and so forth. All right, Mike, stand by. You and I have to take a commercial break, but before we do, Mike, uh, reminds me of a saying that I that I heard many years ago: "Inch by inch, life's a cinch; yard by yard, life's really hard." That's perfect. Mike Joseph is our special guest. He is the author of a brand new book that's coming out next year. It's entitled Seven Laws of Successful Correction and Rehabilitation: A Case Against Prison." If you'd like to find out more about Mike and order his books, www.mikemjoseph.com. That's www.mikemjoseph.com. And Mike and I will be back on the other side of this commercial break as we enter into the final segment of tonight's show here in the X-Zone with yours truly, Rob McConnell. We'll be back on the other side. Don't go away. This is the Exxon Broadcast Network, broadcasting worldwide on broadcast affiliates and satellite program providers, including CNN Broadcast Network, Sirius Satellite Network, Star Media, Good News Radio Network, Angel Broadcast Network, Wiki Broadcast Network, and WPBN-TV. For more information on the X-Zone Broadcast Network, visit us at www.xzbn.net. Hi, I'm Larry Lawson, host of Paranormal Stakeout. With over 36 years in law enforcement, I have learned a few things. The most important is the proper gathering and preservation of evidence is vital to putting the bad guy behind bars. 
It's no different in the world of paranormal investigation, whether it's the search for the afterlife, cryptozoology, UFOs, and extraterrestrials. How we gather the evidence, preserve that evidence, and present it to a jury of our peers will make the ultimate difference in proving the existence of worlds and entities that are beyond our imagination. Join me, Larry Lawson, every week on Paranormal Stakeout when, along with my guests, we'll take a journey to prove with indisputable evidence what man has struggled to believe for centuries. Go to xzbn.net for the broadcast schedule and check me out at paranormalstakeout.com. True healing must address four levels, physical, emotional, mental, and spiritual, for us to live joyful and productive lives. We tend to treat three of the four, leaving the spiritual languishing. If you're tired of the same dysfunctional patterns cropping up in your life, soul balancing is for you. Trixie Phelps, owner and founder of Soul Balancing, is a naturally gifted energy healer trained in numerous esoteric forms, including shamanism. Trixie has created a powerful modality that safely and effectively clears your energetic field. A soul balancing session can remove interference, heal trauma, and restore your hope. Contact Trixie for a life-changing long-distance session today, www.soulbalancing.world. Exonation, Mike Joseph is our special guest this hour. Mike is always a welcome guest here on the Exxon. He's got a new book that's coming out next year, and I think it's going to be helping a lot of people inside of prison, inside relationships, inside the corporate world, and in the world in general. It's entitled The Seven Laws of Successful Correction and Rehabilitation, A Case Against Prison, www.mikemjoseph.com. As always, Mike, great having you here on the show with us. What would you like to leave the Exxon Nation with tonight? The reality that works. And these seven laws and the case against prison basically are telling us we have a choice between that which works and brings happiness and that which does not. And for that reason, I say that the case against prison means that if you take somebody that had done something wrong, you put him in prison, he hasn't solved any problem. He just exacerbated the problem, made it much worse. If you take somebody who has a benign disease and you place him among those who have contagious disease, we know the results. The end results are going to be bad. And the reality is that the difference between love and hatred are determined by the end results. If it works and angels come out of prison, then that's okay. Let's continue the process. Mm-hmm. But if we find demons coming out of prison and people who are much worse than they used to be, we have to say, look, it's not working. Let's do something about it and change it for our own benefit. Or we're all continuing to pay the penalty. And so, to those in government, to those in the legislative body, they have to realize that the way they've done things is not making the society whole. They build more prisons, they spend more money. When somebody commits a crime, we go after the criminal, we spend a lot of money on that, and then we tell people, well, you you cannot go to work today because we need you as a jury, and the judge will be there, and the lawyers will be there, we'll be making a lot of money. And then we're going to send this person to prison, you know, the people that are sent to prison. And then, by the way, we're going to make you pay for it, for his room and board. And he's going to go there, maybe raped, maybe, you know, insulted, maybe becoming a hard criminal. He's coming after you. 
I mean, that's totally insanity. And yet government is involved in that. The legislative body, the one that says there is a law to send him to prison. We're all paying the penalty because we are confused people. We're all sick in that sense. And we need to retrace back and start doing things right, just like we do in many ways mm-hmm. in life. You know, you know, you get a car problem, you take it to the body shop, you know, right. it's all that process. It's not that it is something strange and weird that we don't know. We do know. We're just not applying it. And so it's about time that we start using our brain properly. Mike, as always, great having you with us, and time goes by so fast when you are. Thanks again for coming on, Mike. I wish you'd continued success, my friend, and I look forward to the next time you and I meet here in the X-Zone. Thank you so very much, Rob, and have a wonderful day. You too, my That's good friend. Bye-bye now. Mike M. Joseph, www.mikemjoseph.com. Well, that's it for tonight, everyone. I'd like to thank the affiliates worldwide for carrying the show, our listeners worldwide for listening to the show. And you know what? I've said this many times before. If you've got a child at home, give them a hug, give them a kiss. Let them know they are loved because they're the leaders of tomorrow. So until tomorrow night, my friends, always keep your eyes to the sky and your heart in the light. Good night now. <laughs>